The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And here we are, another edition of Mixed Shots Inside the SWBC Podcast Studio here at the beautiful star in Frisco, Bill Jones with Mickey Spagnola in studio. And I understand we have a special guest right off the top here, as you can hear in the background, joining us via a cell phone from somewhere in America is one Everson Walls. I just thought I would uh, grace you guys with my presence, you know, just for this segment. I don't know. Chris might let me off for other segments, but, yes, I, I'm going down to San Antonio to mold young men's minds. I know that might be a bad thing to some of you, but uh, uh, I'm going to coach some uh, defensive backs down here. at uh, It's uh, like a combine slash wow. – all-American Bowl on that uh, culminates on Saturday afternoon. All right, Everson, so you finally got invited to the Combine. Yes, I did. I saw that little, I saw that little uh, cheek, cheeky little joke you made the other day, Bill. Thank you so much. You had to make that public, uh, something that should have remained private. <laughs> is, that, is that a combine in conjunction with the All-American game that's being played down there, high school All-Americans in San Antonio? That is correct. Uh, okay. we're, we're doing the combines. Uh, we do walkthroughs tonight, uh, tomorrow, all day, all day from like 6.30 to uh, around 6.30 at night. You know, drills and things of that nature so they can impress some scouts. And then Saturday afternoon at 12, if I'm not mistaken, the game starts and the guys show what they can do. That's, uh, that Army All-America game is played every year and it's televised uh, live uh, usually on NBC. I don't know who has it this year. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big... Not just in San Antonio. No, no. It's a... Worldwide. Uh, yeah. The Army All-American game. It's right up there with the Under Armour game. It's one of the premier uh, high school All-America games in the country has uh, for years. So, those are... those uh, Everson, those are kids that are you're going to be talking about uh, here in about three years coming NFL draft time, some of those kids, I bet. Well, you know, this is a, I've worked with a group uh, called FBU, and uh, they have, they're the ones that invited me to this one. And so I'm the only person at the camp that doesn't have legitimate uh, coaching certific- you know, certification. And so uh, I have worked with some of the best kids in the country already, Bill, for real. Uh, a lot of them from the Houston area, uh, defensive backs that are Man, they're, they're just like your digs. Uh, I was able to, to, you know, make them understand how important uh, turnovers can be, uh, working on their ball skills. So everyone that I've seen, as good as they are, they've actually improved as they've, uh, you know, been on the uh, our two list. Not just me, but uh, old school Lim Stinson uh, from Chicago Bears uh, was out there. I believe Lim went to Texas Tech, Bill, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, yeah, we've uh, we've got some quality uh, coaches out there that are trying to make sure these kids do it the right way, the right way. You know, uh, Everson, there's a analytic site out there that disagrees with you about how important <laughs> interceptions are for cornerbacks. Really? By the way, oh yes, 
I've got to see this. Somebody, man. somebody told me they had Trayvon Diggs ranked as the third best corner on the Cowboys and 80th best in the NFL. Well, they keep looking at the numbers that he's giving up. And, you know, I, I did the same thing my rookie year. I know this is second year, but my rookie year I did the same thing. You know, sometimes they balance themselves out, Sag. Yeah. You know, you, you give up the big play, but also I don't think analytics can, can really touch on, and I promise you it happened with me like you see it happening with Diggs. It, it incites, uh, 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 it, it inspires, right? Right. It, 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 it somehow uh, – affects the spirit of the team itself. You know, the crowd itself, there's, a, there's an uplifting aspect of it that uh, inspires people on the other side. I know my rookie year, because I used to try to remember some of my interceptions. I'm too old for that now. But I would say at least eight of my interceptions in 1981 led to game-scoring uh, uh, drive, touchdown-scoring drive. Yeah, they can't figure that into numbers, by the way. See that? See that? That's what I'm saying. I don't know why not. So, Everson, of those uh, DBs that you've worked with uh, that are at that combine, um, have they, did they sign with any uh, major colleges? Some of them had already signed with major colleges. And what was so amazing, though, Bill, some of the better DBs, and I, I want you to look out for one DB himself. I coached him as well, but he didn't need any coaching from me. His dad was a heck of a player. Chet Brooks' son, Terrence Brooks. Yeah. Okay? You know about this kid. Yeah. He's been ahead of his time since he was a sophomore in high school. Okay? They play him anywhere he wants to play. Uh, he's, he's anywhere around the uh, in the secondary. Uh, his dad and his mom just raised him so well. Little Elm. Uh, yeah, and, and, and he, you know, I can't say enough about this kid. I coached him. He was almost perfect, Bill. And he wasn't the only one. The younger kids, uh, my best coach, my best uh, 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 talent have been uh, sophomores and, and, a, and a, a couple of juniors. And uh, Terrence Brooks from Little Elm signed with Texas. And uh, so that's saying, Chet Brooks played at A&M, didn't he? Chad would be had no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go figure, right? <laughs> uh huh. Wow. All right, uh, Mickey, you want to bring us up to speed on what's going on around here? Uh, There's a lot going on, Everson. You're missing a lot here today. As the world I'm, turns, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mute you guys so, so that background noise won't be in the way. Okay. As the world turns with the Dallas Cowboys, right? Yesterday. Uh, we find out Micah Parsons uh, had tested positive for COVID. Uh, you know, there was like a small chance he'd be ready to play Saturday night in Philadelphia. And I think Mike McCarthy took care of that today, saying he will not play. Uh, so he's out. He will not uh, have a chance to break the rookie sack record that he was a sack and a half behind Javon Curse. Uh, established in 1999, and then today uh, we find out that Tyron Smith and Anthony Brown also uh, in reserve COVID, so they won't be playing. And he made it sound like there was a couple more guys that they had to check on. 
mm-hmm. to see, which is apparently the reports are. And he, he said that there are some others who are sick, right? And uh, so I'm sure they're doing tests uh, to see if. Um, uh, if they test positive or not, and uh, so it, it's all up in the air. Who's even going to be on the field on Saturday? They're trying night. to challenge uh, the Eagles for how many guys and, could miss the game. And, and here we go with the Eagles. They had 12 on Monday, and Nick Sirianni, their head coach, said today that all 12 are eligible, will be eligible to play on Saturday. He oh, didn't he say did. they are playing, right. but he said they will be eligible They're to play eligible on Saturday. Play. So the, that five-day window will be up. and just, well, we'll see if they take them off reserve COVID. That's right. Because if they don't, uh, then they get COVID call-ups off the practice squad. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would be one way of uh, artificially resting guys, right? And uh, Everson sounds like he may have taken us off mute there, and so that, mean, that, that, mean, that means that that means Everson wants to chime in. This you this work so actually much. works pretty well. You we, are so astute. <laughs> you are so, I cannot believe. No, I I just wanted to ask if we would have if the game would have uh, uh, remained on Sunday, would uh, Parsons have a not just a better chance? Would he? actually be able would he have been actually able to play well i mean if his five days would have been up on Um, saturday well it came out on on wednesday it was announced on Wednesday he Wednesday, had tested Thursday, positive. Friday, Saturday, oh, Sunday. And it was after McCarthy's yeah. press conference on Wednesday. And so that would that would probably put it Monday. But he didn't have to miss five days if he was if asymptomatic he said, and tested negative. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, so if he, to answer your question, Everson, if he had to spend the entire five days out, then it, he would not have been able to play on Sunday. And I've got another stupid question. Uh, when you say uh, the term reserve, COVID. Is, is that for some particular distinction? Is that anyone who tests positive? Go. It's it's the equivalent of injured reserve. It's COVID reserve. Is that player essentially does not count against the fifty-three man roster um, at, at the the whole time they're on COVID reserve. That's just the NFL's term for it. And then you have okay. And so then you have the right. And and then you have the right to call somebody up off your practice squad as a reserve COVID uh, replacement. Replacement, yeah. yeah. So it does, it's not like COVID light. It's, it's just the COVID. Right? It's COVID. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> all, all of them go on the same list. Yeah. All, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And so otherwise, it's a Friday here, which yes. means it's a virtual Friday. And maybe they need to be all virtual all the time now. Well, they've been virtual, you know, uh, except for can practice. They practice. Can yeah, they practice virtually? Yeah, I don't know if you can do that, right? <laughs> you just get out the Madden game and put all the Cowboy <laughs> hey, guys in there. Like, that's like singing in a mass choir virtually. Yeah, that's the same way of practicing virtually. That's exactly right. You could do that. You could do that. Yeah. <laughs> So they will practice uh, tomorrow before they take off uh, for the game uh, to head to Philadelphia. And, um, you know, he still says, you know, we're going there to win. So um, I'm assuming Terrence Steele takes Tyron Smith's place. Uh, Kelvin Joseph will take Anthony Brown's place. Um, and now it's getting a little dicey at the linebacker spot, but Keanu uh, Neal is back. Keanu Neal is back, and then Luke Gifford may have to step in and take some snaps uh, when it's uh, like a heavy uh, for, uh, formation offensively. 
Um, Are the Eagles treating this uh, game any differently, considering their uh, problem? It sounds like they they're going to play, but they're going to. I don't know how how intense they. You know, as even though the Cowboys' chances of improving their playoff seating are not great at all, because they need both Tampa Bay and the Rams to lose, uh, and they would have to win themselves to, to move up. The Eagles' chances of improving, I mean, what they gain from winning are uh, are not that big a deal. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they go the from the seventh seed to the sixth six seed. seed right. So, yeah. uh, so there's so not there's not real playing? incentive. Is Jalen Hurts playing? Has, has it sounds like it, yes. And see, that makes no One, sense. One, two, three, you four, know, that makes five, even less six, sense seven, eight, than uh, the Cowboys, you know, uh, trying to, you know, go out and win the game. I think the Cowboys still should try and win the game. I, I, I'm so old school, guys. I can't, I can't get off into this strategic resting and, and, and all of that. I mean, I guess because I just like playing. I like playing. I wanted to make some plays. I wanted to get out there and win the game. And I, I just don't recall ever being put in a position to where I, I chose or was even given the option. Uh, of, of deciding not to play enough. So you didn't have any Antonio Brown in you? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk Antonio Brown now, or would you would? Oh, that's just a mess, isn't it? And, they, oh, and he's uh, his contract has now been terminated. Yes, they've yeah, got rid of him. Yeah. Well, those, those short guys, Bill. You just you know, you have you have to keep it out on those short guys, man. They short, just, fast you know, guys. Yeah, they, they they can't. Yeah, they they might go off. <laughs> He had his own Mick rant all in the stadium. That was his Mick rant. You know what? It it you know what? It reminded me of that scene in uh, Slapshot, the hockey movie, when the guy did the strip tease on the ice, took his clothes off, uh, and when I saw that, I go, oh, "It's Slapshot." <laughs> I I think he was going to. It seemed as if if if, if the, the laces. In his pants, didn't kind of maybe knot it up or something. It seemed like you know how it is. Pants were going too, right? You know when you gotta go to the restroom and you get that knot up in there, like oh lord, I can't. So yeah, that seemed like what happened with him, and he that stopped him from continuing uh, with discarding his clothes. But how many people, though, at their jobs? Would love the opportunity to take this job and shove it and, and do that, right? That's how I'm going out right there. <laughs> I mean, well, Dave, he, Dave Chappelle had, of course, Dave Chappelle's comedy show. He, he had a uh, when keeping the real goes wrong episode. That's what that was. He kept it real, but it went way wrong. So he doesn't have a job now. A lot of a lot of things went wrong a year ago today too. <laughs> <laughs> the show just took a turn. <laughs> Make, do you have a mix shot in you? I was just, <laughs> I was just looking. I was just looking for a transition. Is that, it sounds like a, a target. Was, am I being targeted? No, no, you're not being okay. targeted. All right, all right. I'm going to get you there. <laughs> okay, and so uh, we're one forty-five. Do you, <laughs> do you uh, if you don't have a mix shot in you, maybe there, Everson? Do you have a quick shot in you before? Well, we... let's put it this way: it, it, if, it, if it's something that is not uh, universally <laughs> celebrated, is it an anniversary, <laughs> or what do you call it? Uh, you would call it a uh, a moment in time. <laughs> <laughs> 
A moment in time. There you go. Or a, a bad moment, moment in, time. in time. Yeah. Yeah. What do we call yeah. Pearl Harbor Day? Is that an anniversary or that's a day infamy? Uh, ob- day, uh, day, day of uh, observation, right? Yeah. 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 Day of yeah. Observation. yeah, that's not really an anniversary. A day it? that lives yeah. in infamy. There you go. There you go. It's like the D-Day invasion. You so, know? so am I missing something? It, what, what, what is, what else? Is that, I, I, I'm, uh, I want to mute you guys, but what's happening here? Talk to me. What happens, man? It's I mean, uh, January sixth. Oh Lord! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. That was a few. Bill has. I bet you Bill has some classmates out there. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought uh, maybe Mickey wanted to talk about the Vikings or something. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Considering considering the leader of that group. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so do we keep Everson around, or what do we do Please here? Please do. Come on, man. Keep me on. I, I, I kind of like this. Well, we'll see. Yeah. How, I think it's, let Chris know. Chris will let me know. I Chris, think it works when, when, when he mutes himself. Yeah, when you mute yourself, then we don't talk over each other. And when go, you're go, go, go. not muted, we know that you got something to say. There you go. Yeah. yeah. See, that's Can like we raising do, my hand. That's like raising my hand. We need to do this every show, <laughs> <laughs> even, yeah, even when you're in studio. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris could pull that off. Okay. Yeah, I bet he could. All right. Uh, no telling what is coming out of Mickey's mouth next on Mix Shots. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back, back to Mick Shots. Cowboys Nation, head to the pro shop to step your game up for the playoffs. Score classics like jerseys, tees, and hats, plus exclusive collections and unique accessories when you visit your local 
Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com of Fanatics Experience. 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 All right, Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola here inside the SWBC podcast studio at the Star in Frisco, and Everson Walls is making his way to San Antonio where he is a coach at the All-American Combine or something like that in San Antonio. Uh, and by the way, a, uh, we, we need to help Everson out here. He tells us that he is just south of Hillsboro. In our Hillsboro, Hillsboro, 13 miles away. Okay, Hillsboro. Hillsboro 13 miles away, and Chris Beam, our astute producer, uh, said that uh, be prepared for a two-hour wait getting through Waco, and there is a bypass, I understand, around Waco, but we can't remember what that bypass is. So anyone listening that wants to pass along to Everson what exit he can take to get around the construction that is prevalent in Waco, let us know. Yeah, or just give Everson a call. (laughs) Eight eight eight. Yeah, oh no! No, he's right. on the right. phone with yeah, us. Don't call me. Call him. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So Everson, uh, with Anthony Brown on COVID reserve, Kelvin Joseph, uh, who has had increased snaps here recently, is going to get prob- likely a full dose on Saturday night. What have you seen out of Kelvin Joseph? You know, it was almost like uh, what I saw from Diggs last year. Uh, a little bit less, though. You can see Diggs had exceptional skills, but, you know, he just didn't have the uh, the, the preparation time or practice time uh, during the, the heavy parts of uh, COVID. I keep saying that as if that was in the past. Uh, but what what you have with Joseph is a guy, not much experience, but you he's starting to get more uh, as this season has gone on. Uh, it's good that he's gotten a little bit more playing time here recently because, you know, that could have been his dress, obviously his dress rehearsal uh, for what's to come. What they saw uh, against the Cardinals, you know, you need to be prepared for that type of intensity. Uh, you know, when, when you play defensive bad guys, really in any position, you, you have to be so in tune to not just yourself, but everything that's going on around you, you know. And I know that's kind of hard to figure out for a rookie, but I had to do as a rookie. I'm watching the highlights. I'm watching the splits on the wide receivers. I'm looking for obvious setups and things of that nature. See, so he hadn't had a chance to refine that type of, you know, his instinct in that regard. But these last few games, he's had some moments to at least say that he's not just going out there cold turkey. And then I would imagine, in this case, the next guy up would be Nashawn Wright. Because that's what you always have to look at. You know, you get somebody to take over, but now what happens if you get another injury? Who's up next? And I would imagine it's Nashawn Wright. Uh, so no Jordan, no Jordan Lewis? No Jordan well, he'll, I mean, he'll be out now, there. He came back spot. last week. Came and, back last week and, and looked like he had been on COVID. Yeah, right? and, and they limited <laughs> – well, and they limited his snaps uh, because he was, was coming off COVID, so he would have more of a full dose unless they want to limit his snaps just because they've got a playoff game the next week. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, we could be in a situation here where, you know, and we'll see what the Eagles do as far as what who they're playing or how long they're – if they 
play uh, whatever starters they do play, how long they're in there, if the Cowboys can get control of the game and accomplish what they want to accomplish from a positive standpoint and then uh, other players get playing time, I think that we'll probably see Nashawn Wright get more snaps than what we've seen. Don't you think, Mickey? Yeah, I think so. And uh, it would be a pretty good test if they decide to play their wide receivers because it's a pretty good group, right? Uh, yes. If we yeah, start with Devonta Smith, uh, and then uh, Quez Watkins has caused some problems for people, along with Jalen Rager. So well, you know, the interesting on Rager is uh, Rager hasn't produced that much. I mean, I've been surprised. You know, he's f- made first round draft you, pick out yeah. of TCU. I mean, you have his, their stats there. Yeah, I do. It, cause, as the season, I don't think I don't think Jalen just doesn't, doesn't trust him as much as. He has trusted some of the safer options, I think. You know, and what they've done offensively, uh, you know, you, when you look at the Eagles, they, they started the season two and five. They were three and six at one point, and now they're sitting there nine and seven. And and so they've, uh, what is that? They've won six of the last seven games, and they've run the ball. They, they've they've made a concerted effort to run the ball, and uh, and that's been very effective with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. As a matter of fact, um, they've moved up in uh, rushing offense to number one. Wow. And see, that that, that, uh, concerns me because that's the best way to keep our offense off the field. And let me let me run down Jalen Rager's production here during this stretch because there hasn't been much production out of Jalen Rager. He has 31 catches on the season, and when you look back, starting with the Detroit game, one catch, no yards. Uh, then against the Chargers, one catch, minus six yards. Denver, one catch, 12 yards. New Orleans, one catch. He had two catches the next game. He had. Uh, a couple of weeks ago against Washington, he had three catches in the game. So he has not been involved that much uh, in their offense. And, you know, when when I go through uh, the opponent's stats every week, it, it's just uh, really striking how little that the Eagles are doing uh, in their passing game, and that which is a testament to the they made a concerted effort to take advantage of the skills that Hertz has running the football as a quarterback, and you know just a variety of running backs, uh, even fighting through injuries with Miles Sanders being having missed some time. Uh, Boston Scott's the guy they've been leaning on lately, and, and uh, Jordan Howard has kind of r- revived his career. Uh, with Philadelphia this season. And then Goddard, he uh, has led them in receptions in four of the last six games. So, and, and Anytime you're running the ball, guys, uh, the, the tight end is the safest route when you want to go play action. And ever since Ertz left, then you're looking at Goddard really just taking over as far as the intermediate passing game. And, and it's so funny, when you do run the ball successfully – the, the the big plays from the passing game have still opened up, Bill. You know, he's pulled off some good numbers. You know, and some of them are just uh, dinky passes that end up going for long ways. But it allows his, his wide receivers to get those 50-50 balls down the field because the safety is not back there to help. They're up there peeking their noses in the line looking for a running back. 
But Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner from last year, first-round draft pick, has 61 catches on the season, five touchdowns. Now, the interesting thing about those tight ends is that uh, Goddard was one of those guys who went on COVID reserve on Monday, and we'll see, even though uh, Sirianni says that all, all those players are eligible to play on Saturday, will he play on Saturday? And then their backup tight end is more of a blocking tight end. Uh, Jack Stoll also was one of those COVID guys. So they're down to like no tight ends. <laughs> you know what? They've they've rushed for at least a hundred yards uh, in fourteen of sixteen games, uh, with a high of two thirty eight the second time the first time around against Washington. So they've got one, two, three, four, five games with more than 200 yards of rushing. And, and what pads those rushing stats is when you have a quarterback Hurts. who right. who um, has several games where he's run for 60 or 70 yards. And I was going to look up what his totals Doesn't he have some kind of record or something? Or, uh, I thought he had achieved some type of milestone. He's, he's, uh, at, he's at 784 yards rushing on the season, 5.6 yards a carry, has 10 touchdowns rushing the football. And you got him 16 touchdowns passing and 10 touchdowns rushing. So uh, the, uh, Sirianni, uh, he's used the talents that Hurts has and uh, – and you can just tell by the way their season has progressed. Now, they haven't played a lot of playoff teams uh, on their schedule here. I was just going to go there, Bill. Well, they the, haven't beaten one of them yet. Well, you look in, in this stretch where they have won six of their last seven games. They beat Denver. Uh, how the Cowboys do against Denver? Yeah, not so well. No, no. It was 30-13 to 13 over Denver. They beat New Orleans 40-29. to 29. They got 40 points on the Saints. Giant, the Giants was the was the one yeah, game they lost. There, there was something wrong with and that game for the Saints. 13, 13-7. Oh, yeah, against the Eagles. Uh, and then they Jets, they won 33-18. Washington, they won 27-17. Beat the Giants 34-10. And then uh, last week beat Washington 20-16. So what I, I rattled off seven or eight teams. Denver, no, not going to the playoffs. New Orleans still has a chance. Giants out, Jets out, Washington out, Giants out, Washington out. They're the best of the lower half of of (laughs) things. But they have a chance against the Cowboys. Yes, they do. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, because we play down to our competition sometimes. I mean, that's that's on us. That's not on the Eagles or the Broncos or anyone else. Okay, I was looking at the first half of their season. And, of course, these schedules, I mean, when you're playing against a division rival, they're very similar to the Cowboys' uh, schedule. But uh, Kansas City, they lost to 42-30, to and they lost to Tampa Bay 28-22. You know, in general, the NFC East had a pretty easy schedule this year. Playing against the, it seems like, against the NFC South and the AFC West. Well, Strange the, to say. Well, the AFC West, but was it seems to be like a strong, good, yeah. Right? And you got the Chargers and the Raiders that are playing for playoff spots this week. But what I'm getting at is across the league, though, and, and I think that's what makes these these playoffs exciting. There doesn't seem to be the dominant team that you typically have. Well, nobody has dominated throughout the entire 
season. Right. Now, Green, that, that's, Green that's Bay. The word, guys. That's the P word that they all been looking yeah. for. Every, everyone loves the P word. Uh, you know, Green Bay came close to it, but they've had a couple of close calls where you're going, well, what's wrong with that team? Um, but uh, I mean, Kansas City, they've, they've got it together here lately. You know, Cincinnati seems to be hitting it, their stride at the right time. Uh, just judging by what they did against Kansas City last week over in the AFC. Buffalo was the team to beat. A lot of people thought leading into the season, they're the fourth seed. Tennessee has come on strong in the second half to earn the, the number one seed right now over there. But then you look in the NFC and you think about the Cowboys' chances against the playoff teams. They can beat every single one of those teams in the playoffs. However, they can also lose to every single one of those teams in the well, playoffs. Well, I mean, that, every, every one of those teams you named out, Bill, I mean, they've hit their uh, uh, bumps in the road as well. Right. I mean, also just as confounding as what the Cowboys are doing. You know, we every team you named out, they have had that stretch in their season at least once. They were doubting Josh, Josh Allen after touting him as the MVP of the uh, of the league, and you know, the, the number one AFC team to go to the Super Bowl. So you can either all of those teams, you can go back and say that there was a, an unusual moment that was very uncharacteristic for for all of them. And if the the Cowboys should win, and they're the fourth seed, and if none of the wild card teams pull an upset, then you better book your flight. To somewhere in Wisconsin yep. to get to Green, Green Bay. Bay. That's right. And, and probably a chilly night, too. I ain't scared. You ain't scared? I ain't scared. <laughs> I am not scared. You, you scared Come about on. the chilly night? No, no, I am not. I played in Boise, Idaho one game. Right? <laughs> I don't scare me. Nothing scares me after so, that. So basically, for the Cowboy, let's say, let's just looking ahead, and let's say that. The chalk wins this week, okay, where the Cowboys wind up as the four seed, and you've got Green Bay as the one seed, the Rams as the two seed, Tampa Bay as the three, and Dallas the fourth. So Dallas plays Arizona. And then to avoid that second-round trip to Green Bay, they need the Cowboys will need either San Francisco to win at Tampa or Philadelphia to win at the Rams. Or it could be New Orleans if they sneak in. Yeah. One of those three teams. If that, That's right. It would be, and, and it would be if New Orleans beat Atlanta, New Orleans would take the place of San Francisco right. in the playoffs. Yeah. So you're right. So, yeah, they would need one of those to put off getting to Green Bay. That's what's so damaging about the loss to Arizona last week. I know. Is, is that losing that seed. And losing where you're going to have the – it's staring you in the face that the second round, the divisional playoff round, you're having to go to Green Bay. And the worst part is you lost by three. And, you know, we can come up with about five plays to – Make up for those three points that just didn't. And one occur. leg, five plays, but just one leg. How about just one <laughs> leg? Wait, I thought that was his nickname, Greg <laughs> <Yeah>. the Leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got. He used the wrong leg. That's what happened the other day. He's been using the wrong one for a while. Well, that that's their kicker. So there's nothing they can do about it right now. All right, we continue with more mix shots in just a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. 
fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just 20 bucks. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and to join today. All right, final few minutes here of mix shots. I mentioned at the end of the show yesterday that I was headed to the American Airlines Center because it was dark night last night for the Dallas Mavericks. They retired number 41, and I was I was there pregame. I went back to the TV station for once the game started because the, the ceremony I knew was going to run into the newscast, and it would be difficult to do the sport. can't do the sportscast while the ceremony is going on. Uh, but it was a nice night there and they beat the golden state warriors and um ceremony was pretty cool afterwards yeah and everybody stayed yeah yeah that was amazing that people you know the the the, what is it the commercial where the old people want to they're leaving before they even see did it did everybody stay it looked not everybody stayed okay not Not chris beeb says not everybody stayed Uh, did the cowboy players stay for the ceremony uh I think they did because when they showed them, I didn't watch the game. Yeah, that was a setup for I you, know Crispy. I got you, dog. I got you. All right, Mickey. Our last segment here. We got Everson on his way to San Antonio. Have you made it to Waco yet? I am passing Tokyo Road. Tokyo. Uh, Tokyo, whatever that is, and I am passing right under. Uh, that is Highway 8, 1858. 
<laughs> okay, that means a lot. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually think I'm, I'm in Hillsborough, guys. I think I'm in oh, you're in Hillsborough. Oh, now you okay. made it there. Okay. So I think, I think yesterday, now remember, I can't remember what we talked about the day before. Or the last segment. Yeah. Or the last segment. Right. Um, <laughs> but I don't think we mentioned the passing of Ralph uh, Neely. Yesterday. Thank you. We need Thank to do you. that. We need to do that. You want to mute Everson yeah. so you can talk? Yes. Or, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Well, unless Everson, no, Everson didn't cross paths with him while he I, was I did playing. Not. I did not. Go ahead. Uh, he played with the Cowboys from 65 through 77. Uh, and get this. He was a, I don't, how does this happen? He was a four time all pro, but only a two time pro bowler. He was a uh, offensive tackle, and he made the all Decade 60s team. The old, uh, here we go, another one. The only person on the all decade team in the 60s that is not in the Hall of Fame. Wow. And uh, he had a pretty remarkable career um, playing, you know, kind of bookend tackles with Rayfield Wright. Um, passed away uh, yesterday, just a little bit before we started the show. Uh, unfortunately, 78 years old. But the thing that I think most people remember about him, uh, the Cowboys drafted him in the second round, and the Houston Oilers yes. drafted him in the second round. And he got crossways with the contract that they kind of, he says, they fudged on him. I, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand how two, two teams can draft what, the same person. There was, was AFL. A, there was an AFL team there. Oh, sorry. I'm Everson. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. All, right. Yeah. All right. Mute yourself. <laughs> that, that was good. That was, that was a good point, No, but though. that's a good yeah. point because a lot right. of people don't realize that. Before the merger in 1970. Right. And they tried signing him while he was still at Oklahoma, by the way. Uh, and uh, he thought they lied to him about something, so he's like, no, I'm not signing with them. And he backed out, and the Cowboys signed him. And then it became a court case uh, in the late 60s after uh, the NFL and and AFL decided that there was going to be a merger, and the Cowboys ended up having to pay the Oilers once there was a a combined draft between the teams from the AFL and the NFL, uh, several draft choices, and had to agree to play them in the preseason. That's how the Governor's Cup started. Thanks wow, to Ralph Neely. that is a very cool story right there. Yeah, and uh, that's why we play them every preseason. <laughs> that, that's how it started, anyway. Wow. But but okay, crazy. and that was one of the terms of the merger agreement, right. Between the NFL and the AFL was that the Neely contract dispute be resolved. In 1966, the Cowboys finally agreed with the Oilers to send draft choices, a first, second, and two fifth-round choices in the 67 draft. And the Cowboys were going to take it to court. They were trying to take it all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, yeah, we got other things to worry about. Well, after a while, I think it just becomes a pissing contest, don't you think? Right. You know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The, the consequences. Just who, who wants to be right? You know, and I mean, and fortunately, fortunately for him, uh, when the Cowboys finally won the first Super Bowl that 1971 season, uh, he had gotten in a motorcycle accident and was out for the rest of the year. Missed that Super Bowl, 
But the last year he played, 1977, the Cowboys went back to the Super Bowl again, and he was able to actually be on the field winning the Super Bowl uh, in 77. Now, you know, I, I, I was thinking of something last night, guys. And, Bill, you, you kind of prompted the, the, the thoughts. And you talked about uh, how amazing Dan Reeves was and how important he was to that Cowboys, uh, not just the, the players, but, of course, to the, to the staff as well, correct? And uh, as you look at not just him, but, Bill, as you look at that entire team, you know, I, I, I never met Ralph Neely, but I remember the excellence. You understand? That whole team was just full of excellent players uh, that have a, they, they seemed to be of extremely high character. All of them. Uh, you think about uh, uh, Cornell Green. You think about Mel. You think about Herb Adley coming. You think about the entire offensive line that the Cowboys had at that time, although somewhat undersized. They kicked butt every week. All right, and they they were just a, one of the more consistent parts of the Dallas Cowboys lore. When you think about it, Tom Landry depended heavily on his offensive line being a solid unit. So you just look at that entire team, man. And I, I thought about it last night, and I was just overwhelmed by the the, the, the gentleman on that team, Rayfield Wright, you know, and and the guys on defense, Jethro Pugh. You know, Bob Lilly, you just look at that team. It's not. It's no surprise that they ended up being as successful as they were. Not to mention Bob Hayes, uh, Don yeah. Perkins, and think about those this. Guys were, they, were the, they were the fun. They were the, the uh, I wouldn't say they didn't have high character, but I think they had a little <laughs> bit more fun. They had a little bit more fun than the rest well, of the Well, Neely, Neely had a heck of a sense of humor even after playing. But how about this? He played 13 years and he went to the playoffs 11 times. The wow. only times they didn't make it uh, was his rookie year in 65. They went 7-7. Seven and seven. It was their first non-losing season. Uh, and then in 1974, was it, before the Dirty Dozen arrived in 75, they had a winning record. They just didn't make the playoffs. You know, it's interesting you bring that up, Everson, because I've thought a lot about that through the years, and especially, you know, Mickey and I have hosted a legend show on the radio uh, for a number of years, and so a lot of those guys from the 60s and 70s have been guests on the show. And, and, and John, you, not, not forget, not double yeah, John Nyland. Yeah, well, yeah, there, there's yeah, another yeah, one. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and it's, I look at it as uh, they have uh, the mental makeup of those players. Uh, they are. Uh, those, those are players with uh, probably strong football IQs, but just in general, uh, there was something about the acquisition. Of, and of course, back then, you could acquire so many players, whether they'd be free agents like yourself or through the draft. And, it, and the guys that made it are guys that had it upstairs. And, yes. you know, yes. and, and so many of those were successful after their careers as well. Well, look at the linebackers. And, yeah, I mean, and uh, and when I when I studied uh, draft prospects, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Howley, Leroy Jordan. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's exactly right. You got a, a lumber company and a cleaning service, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> after after their football days, so I saw 
I saw Gil. <laughs> Jeff L. Pugh, Pugh's parody. That's yeah. right. Down at, they, they had, he had a store at DFW Airport. <laughs> um, uh, Gil has told this story many times, but I saw he Bob Lilly, the I don't beer know, distributorship. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know why he tweeted this out, uh, but and, and I don't know if it, it was some sort of date or whatever, but he was reminding everybody that part of Leroy Jordan's uh, signing bonus, uh, they bought him like a brand new, I believe it was a Cadillac, right? And they, they got a better deal here in Dallas than they could in Alabama where he was living, where he grew up. And so Gil buys the Cadillac, and he's going to drive it to Alabama to give it to Leroy Jordan. And somewhere around Starkville, Mississippi, he hits a cow <laughs> and totals the car, right? And, and he said, fortunately, he knew one of the coaches at Mississippi State, right? And they knew the sheriff because they were going to charge Gil for killing the cow. <laughs> and, and then he had to go and tell uh, Leroy Jordan that, yeah, we'll get you your car. This one's not going to quite be good enough for you. So, Andy, You know, what, one thing you got to learn is never get in the car with Gil Brandt. <laughs> Every time you look at him, he's getting shot at or, you know, he's hitting cows. Come on. So, so that's a lesson a, to be learned. a darn cow in the middle of Mississippi. Well, Everson, you stay safe on your travels Don't down hit any cows. I-35. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, I'm, I'm doing fine. Guys. Hopefully I'll, I'll watch that Army All-America game, and maybe they'll show shots of you at the Combine. Hey, uh, hey I'm telling you, I'm not going to be there too long. I got to get home and watch this Cowboys game, brother. There you go. I got to get home and watch this Cowboys game. Oh, oh, by the way, by the way, since I'm not coming on tomorrow, pick the click. Cowboys oh. winning 27-20. Uh, uh, and Diggs gets the pick. He breaks the record. Oh, yeah. You had to get that in. You had to get that in. And you will be very happy that he breaks your record, right? Yeah, I can't wait, man. That, that, that's been on my back for 40 years. It's getting heavy and heavier. <laughs> but, but we're going to put an asterisk on it because it's 17, 17 games. 17 games. Uh, I told you about the asterisk thing. I had to put mine on, on Mel's as well. I got mine in the 15th game. He did heels in 14, so hey. Oh, okay, there you, you know, go. Sir, we got to stay away from the Ashley since it goes against me now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Everson, enjoy your time down in San Antonio. And Mickey, we appreciate it. And all of you for joining us. And we will chat at you tomorrow here on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!